it was because I was chasing something that I didn't know what I was chasing. And I, for me, it was chasing uh, to fill out the holes in, in my life that, you know, the traumas and so forth. But when I came to, I realized that I was living for myself and not for others. And that was the big takeaway for me. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Vulnerable Entrepreneurs, coming at you from the great city of Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm Sean Riley. And I'm Common Thrath. And today, like always, we're having a no-bullshit conversation about the entrepreneurial way of life. All right, everybody, welcome once again to The Vulnerable Entrepreneurs. I'm very excited because I have a personal friend of mine, William Mendoza, who's the founder and chief executive officer of Vanguard Executives, out, uh, located out in California. Um, very dear friend of mine, and just just your regular good old badass. So welcome, William. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, honored to be a part of this. Uh, Cam, great to meet you, and Kelly as well. And I love what you guys are doing here. Uh, and I love the podcast. One of the things that I got from you in our kind of our experience and and to be completely vulnerable, William helped me with a pretty big roadblock uh, last week, challenged me and holds me accountable. Um, but one of the things that I got from you, and we talk about this a little bit a couple of episodes ago, but entrepreneurs and, and leaders need to have a purpose. We need, we need to do something aside from, I want to run a business, I want to make a lot of money, I want to have a big family. We're purpose-driven. Correct. And one of the things I got from you, your energy exudes this idea of, of purpose. And, and what I want to spend a little bit of time talking to you about is, is what is your purpose? Where do you get your purpose from? You're a dad, you're a business owner. Like I said, not a dad. dad. <laughs> not a dad. Okay. You're certainly a husband, right? So you're all of the, you're human being, you're all these things. So where do you get your purpose from and how do you, overlay that to your to all facets of your life what drives question great question i say um how i get my purpose is from my from my faith and and my lord to god um jesus christ is my savior um so i'm you know i want to have a great purpose in life i didn't know what my purpose was but i think the traumas and the pain that i experienced in my life drove me towards my purpose and um I didn't let pain be in vain. I was able to unwrap the pain and it showed me like, Hey, there's, there's a gift in this. And the gift wasn't for me. It was actually for other people. Um, so, so yeah, so, so that's kind of what I took from purpose. And, and I felt serving others brought so much joy to me. And yeah, I think serving others was, was super critical for, for me and, and that's part of my purpose, yeah. It's interesting that you say that because you, a lot of the things that you've experienced, um, and, and certainly in starting a business, you're serving other people by doing that. I mean, you, you own a staffing company. You, you are there to, to help and, and service your clients, but also other people. It's interesting when you say, you know, I didn't know what my purpose was. When did it come to you? Or, you know, where you know, you're as old as I am or close yeah. and we've gone through a good part of our lives. Where does that, 
did you feel like you were missing purpose or you just didn't know what it was yet? Or how did you kind of stumble upon it? What happened? Uh, purpose. Okay. So, so for me, I, I'm a, I'm a former addict and, um, uh, 17 years addicted to drugs. And, you know, even during that time I was an entrepreneur, you know, it's interesting that you talk about your experiences and then you said that you yeah. didn't know what yeah. your purpose was. And, and some people, you know, they have this aha moment, like, Oh, this is why I'm here. Other right. people spend their whole lives and they don't know what the purpose is. Other people like me, it takes you a long time to say, this is my purpose. Oh, no, wait, no, no, it's over here. No, actually, wait, this is my purpose. But everything that we succeed at, I believe it has to be purpose driven. If it's, if it's not your purpose, you're not, you're not going to, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Correct. So it's interesting you talk about your addiction and how you were still entrepreneurial, which, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's a podcast in and of itself. But where did, you know, do you think that coming clean broke your purpose out? You already always had it, or do you think you found it and didn't know what it was? Yeah, well, actually, um, early on, I was living for myself, and it was about what can I buy, what can I get, and my identity was in what I had, and then it wasn't until going through all the situations and making bad decisions that I saw that I was living for myself, and, that, and, and, and I wasn't being fulfilled, and I, right. knew I, had a, I knew I had a great heart, but I didn't know how to share this heart because if I shared it, I look like, a, you know, maybe like a weak person or, or soft, right? Um, yes. So when I got to the point of making errors where I wind up in jail, you know, after some bad decisions, you know, um, and that's when I made the decision, like, why am I on this earth? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm running a successful company, but how did I end up here in jail? Well, it was because I was chasing something that I didn't know what I was chasing. And I, for me, it was chasing uh, to fill out the holes in, in my life that, you know, the traumas and so forth. But when I came to, I realized that I was living for myself and not for others. And that was the big takeaway for me. The big, the biggest takeaway is when I started serving others, I started finding myself and being like, my life is not about me. It's about other right. people. How can we serve others? So, you talk about, you know, it's hard to be, it's truly hard to be a vulnerable entrepreneur. We're taught from a, from a very early age, especially men, that you have to be stoic and, and keep those feelings kind of down and in check. And then you get into the business community and, and men and women, if you're a leader or you're a head of a company, you need to always be baseline you need to you know no don't get emotional either way and that you know I don't subscribe to that certainly anymore and and I think it's counterproductive but in you speaking how do you take that that desire to serve others and and point it into business because you know you you can run the risk of being too vulnerable and I'm not saying that's a bad thing I actually think it's a great thing Sure. But to outside people looking at a leader, they're like, he's, he's like you said, soft or wow. He's really emotional. Again, these are assets to, to me, Correct. but to the outside world, how do you manifest that? How do you make changes or do you just say, screw it? This is my purpose. I am who I am. That's how it's going to be. How do you, how do you address that? 
Great question. And um, I think I've been, I don't want to say struggling, but growing through emotional maturity. And I think every leader has to have emotional maturity in order to deal with situations that come up, whether they uh, uh, be a, a negative situation that comes up in work. And, you know, I find that um, taking care of my mind, body, and spirit really helps out and, and it plays a part in what I bring to work. Who am I coming into work as today, right? So I think uh, with I do yoga, right? Yoga and do a prayer as well. And, sure. you know, I, I'm a part of a few groups that are trying to help me level up um, not only as a, a man, but also a business owner and, and a husband and, and a son and a brother. So, you know, uh, I'm kind of bringing all that into the table, but trying to be, uh, I'm not going to say stable, but yeah, it's stable enough to, to, to manage multiple personalities. Um, so I think being emotionally uh, uh, mature, super critical, super critical in keeping your sanity, but also uh, leading an organization. Right, exactly. And how do you find being, being vulnerable and being open, how do you find your employees take that? Uh, trust. They trust you. Um, when you're able to be vulnerable with your employees, they, I, I, I would be vulnerable and, and my employees would be like, are you really telling me this? And I'm like, yeah, because it doesn't matter what I'm telling you. I'm telling you in love and, 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 and um, my past doesn't define me. I allowed my past to refine me. So who I am today um, exactly. um, definitely brings something different. So I give them permission to be vulnerable, you know, and I want them to be vulnerable because that means they have a safe place to come to work. And, you know, if they have something going on at home that maybe they don't have anyone else to speak about with, uh, speak about it to, they can come to me and myself or any of the directors or somebody internally. So we make it a safe place. It's safe and um, it's a safe place to make errors. So we want to make sure that they're comfortable and, and, and excited to come to work. And that, I think one of them is that being emotionally um, present for, for the team. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I think about too is your purpose, your personal purpose. A lot of times for an entrepreneur becomes the purpose of that business. And it really becomes the value system of what you're trying to do. So it's important for the leader to have a well-defined purpose for two reasons. For those who share the purpose, they can grow with you in that company and excel. But also there are going to be people that don't agree with that purpose and that's okay. And they need to, they need to act on their own experience and their own purpose. So having a clear cut purpose and then a value system for any business and really your personal life too. Um, that's, that to me is vital. Your employees, particularly again, in the staffing business, you're in the human business mm -hmm. and they need to understand what your value system is, which is derived from your purpose. Right. That's absolutely right. Yes. And, um, what I think is critical is, is, is my morals and how I think and what I stand behind and what I stand for. If the, if, if the team, if the team knows what I stand for, who I am and my character, it allows them to say, okay, this is who he is. Um, and, and what we do for our team is also, they kind of know how I live my life and outside of work too. And, and, um, um, to a degree, but we also give them opportunities to serve at other nonprofit organizations as well. And, to pick a nonprofit organization, where would you like to serve? Where, where in your heart 
uh, um, would you like to put a percentage of the profits to? And so we give back that way as well. We'll give 10% of the profits to nonprofit organizations to help serve, whether it's animals, whether it's sex trafficking, whether it's access to clean water. So we want them. So it's kind of like we walk it out and allow them to see us. Oh, wow. They're doing it that way. I want to see what that's like. And, you know, leading by example, but, but leaving the door open for them to join if they'd like to. Right. That's right. That's exactly right. What are you hearing from the C-suite side? Um, but maybe before you answer that question, the first question is like from your side, like did you feel, what type of vulnerability did you feel when this pandemic was hitting and it's coming? And, you know, were you kind of concerned about where's my business going to go? Or was it like an opportunity? Um, what was your thoughts, you know, in February, March, and then now today? Sure. Um, you know, going into it with, with the recession back in 08, 09, I had that experience. I was like, okay, it's time to like, remember what happened then. It's time to have a different mindset. So um, relationships are super critical. So what I started doing is reaching out to presidents of companies, you know, general managers and leaders of companies and saying, what is your take on this? Where do you see yourself? And how are you responding? And you know what? They, uh, they adapted to the situation and only brought a, a positive mindset into the situation, I would, I would, I would, I would read um, some of our clients, some of the directors, I mean, some of the presidents of, of international companies that would do interviews, and I would like, yes, okay, so we're on the same page. So they would, they would put a certain mindset into the company because it's coming from the top, and uh, it gives the confidence of the employees to be like, okay, we trust our, our leader. So I would really uh, um, uh, just have conversations with a lot of the C-suite, C-level executives to find out where they were, but also adapting to, hey, you know what? If you're not an essential business, we're gonna have to slow down uh, building in the construction industry and in, say in certain areas, whether it's retail, et cetera, but keeping hospitals and, and multifamily and, and, and residential open. So, so yeah, so it was, it was kind of gathering information for myself and you know, making, uh, making a decision through the conversations that I had but also, you know, um, of course, when negative thoughts come or fears come, it's like not buying into them, you know, uh, uh, overcoming right. that with faith. Do you find, and I'll ask this to come as well, being business owners, one of the hardest things I ever did was turn away a really big potential client because they didn't share the same purpose we had. They did. This is another company I ran, staffing company. They didn't share the same value system. Have you guys ever said, you know what, like, wow, the money, the revenue is so attractive, but you're just not the right fit for us. Have you guys had to go through that? And, and how did you get through it? The money, the revenue is so attractive. You can justify it and say, oh, I could treat my employees. We could expand. I could do this, blah, blah, blah. So it's a test of your purpose. Have you guys ever had to say, you know what, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit right. It doesn't fit our value system. Never can on myself. Both of you guys, absolutely. William, go, go first, William, please. You know, I think for me, um, ethics of a company, you know, um, you can tell. I had uh, one client say, hey, you know, um, you know, like I'll pay you money on the side if you can, you know, do this and, and uh, we, can, we can do a side deal. And, and yeah. I was just thinking, you know, like, 
No, it, that, for me, like that money, I want to sleep at night. Like, you know, and, yes. and, and the, the owner of your company, the owner of your company, like I, I'm thinking of him, like uh, thinking of him, you know, like I don't want to cheat him out, you know, cause he's right. well deserving of the money. And why should I, um, why should I, uh, just because it's, it's quick money. I want to sleep at night. I already made those mistakes in the past. <laughs> You know, and and I I guarantee you, like, if I would have taken that up to her up on that, that I would, I would be in a worse position than I am today. So, so, you know, by the grace, by the grace of God, you know, making those mistakes early on, you're able to learn from them and, and treat people with respect. And just because that person's not in the room or they're not there, just having the right character being like, I would, doesn't matter who it is. It's not who I am. So we had to exactly. tell them exactly. it's a wrap. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, well, we have our core values. I think as an entrepreneur or as a, as any business, I highly recommend that you should have core values in the mission statement. Right. Cause like the core values, like for us, you know, the, the, the purpose to use it is to align your team, but also like aligning with your potential prospects, the clients that you, yeah. that you want to partner up with. And, exactly. um, I learned, a couple of years ago. And I think, you know, when you're starting up, it's tough. Like you're, you want to take as much business as possible. Right. And, and yeah, you gotta do that. The door. And, yeah. And you learn from it, but then eventually you gotta have your short term goals. Like, okay, I need revenue, get my business going, bootstrapping it. And then next though, like when you get to the next level, you say, you know, I don't, now I know what I like and don't want with my clients. And you, hopefully you choose that path, that right path. Or you say, hey, I want it all. But then if you want it all, like be prepared, it's going to be a headache right throughout it. Um, but I did have a client who was about 40% of our revenues with this really larger, larger client that we had. And it was a lot of opportunity to work with them. I saw that, that opportunity in the revenue side and the, um, and also the opportunity of like additional really high profile projects, but looking at their leadership team and how they communicate with us, like, like last minute, really feeling like they were disrespecting like our time and our expertise. So there's other things like these, there's these red flags that you got to look for. Um, if you see them, you know, you have to feel kind of be honest with yourself. Like, is this is really the type of relationship and clients that I want to have? Um, and now, you know, we know what we want and don't want because of the headaches, right? Because what happened with that client was they actually end up stiffing us and owe us a lot of money. Um, so now what we do is during our, our prospecting and looking at potential new clients we're part, part, partnering up with is looking at these different standards. Do they, do they, are we on the same synergy? Do they have the same similar core values? Cause it's a partnership for us. I mean, we're not transactional. Like it's a really big relationship commitment yeah, we do as a, as a marketing yeah. agency because we're yeah. a trusted partner from a marketing side. So now like when we're in, we're actually interviewing people we're hiring uh, during this pandemic, people that we've at, have asked us, like, how do you pick your clients? And we said, look, is that not a good fit for us? we actually won't take them on. And it's refreshing because some people, they love the fact that we know exactly what we want. Um, and if that takes time, an entrepreneur may not know that in the beginning, you got to take some bumps and bruises and really find your purpose and find what, what, what makes sense for you. Um, I'm assuming, you know, um, you have a lot of different life experience, William. And I also, I think you mentioned that you have several businesses you started. So, you know, that, that's another thing that we didn't mention was how many businesses have you started? I'll work with you know seven right something like that you know start and fail start and fail but pick back up and keep pushing forward you know um there's no such thing as failure it's just keep pushing forward so that's right i would realize you know certain things of what i don't want to do in life you know william talk a little bit about you know you talked 
you know, about your, your, um, struggle with addiction and, and you started with, um, the seven businesses that you started and failed. Where do you get your strength from? I mean, that takes, that takes energy and strength. It's every day, personally, professionally, you know, I ask this on almost every podcast, where do you get it from and how do you sustain it? Right. It's not, you know, you eat something, you're going to be hungry in a few hours, but entrepreneurs we're wired in a way that that energy kind of, it has to keep going and it, it does. So where do you get it from? It's that, it's that knowing there's something inside of me that knows that I'm supposed to create something. Right. And I feel like I'm on the path of doing it. Right. Like I'm doing something, but I don't feel like I'm there yet. Um, you know, I even tried turning it off. Like when, when I, when I started the nonprofit organization, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to serve people and bring access to clean water around the world. Um, and, and I had people running the company for me and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to serve. But I had the itch inside of me. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, I, I want to prove it that I, I don't know what's it's myself yeah. that I can make money and, and, and challenge myself. So I, I, I put back on the, the reins and went back to it and was like, scoot over, let's do this. You know? So, um, I don't know. I feel like, um, um, you know, I think if you fall down a lot and you keep getting back up, it's like, Hey, you know, like I got it. It's I, I can get back up. It doesn't matter what other people are thinking about me. Like, you know, I just want to fulfill my purpose. What do they say? Hell is when you die and you meet the man or woman you were supposed to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't want to meet that person. I want to be that person. And, yeah. you know, and that's trying to fulfill my purpose. And not, I don't want to, I'm not trying to create my purpose. I'm just kind of going with the, not the flow, but being intentional and, and through my faith too and allowing God to guide me in each thing because literally every business that uh, I, I've created maybe the last five businesses um, that I have I, I have received confirmation from God whether it's audibly whether it's an impression in my heart or whether it's somebody speaking through me like I'm always trying to understand like is this the right way because I don't want to waste my time I'm 45 years old I don't know how much time I have on the clock and when my right. time's up I want to make sure that I, that I, um, gave it my all. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You said that I think about, um, and this is, I would, I would welcome all of our listeners and, and Tom and Kelly to do this too. William and I did this exercise where the first thing you had to do was write a letter to yourself on the last day of your life. So I'm, I'm 51, 51 almost 51. And I had to write a letter to myself on the last day of my life. Remember that? And then the other thing we had to do is on the last day of your life, you write a letter back to you in present day. And it, it's, I mean, you know, I get emotional talking about it now. It was, it was a, an emotional, and by the way, we had to do it in a cemetery, which was just, I mean, really, but my point is, you know, you talk about the, the devil and being the disappointment to yourself. I encourage anybody to do that exercise yeah. because you learn a lot about, if you can do it objectively, you learn a lot about yourself and what your big picture is and really what your purpose is sure. or it helps you find your purpose. That's the truth right there. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, man, that was that was, oh, that's that was a tough one. It is a great yeah. exercise. Highly I recommend, recommend everybody do that. Yeah, it's pretty sure. kick-ass. Yeah, talk a little bit about you know when you when you does your purpose change or did you uncover it, find it? Do you think when you discover what your purpose is and you know, God bless the people that do because there are people that go their entire lives that have no idea what why they exist other than that they're here. Do you think it's changed? Do you, do you grow from your purpose? Does it fundamentally, yeah, I'm not that person. I'm this person. How, and how do you deal with that? Is it a short-term thing or is your purpose, your purpose? And that's it. Great question. You know, um, I think can, it goes can, it pivot, just, right? can, can it also pivot to William? Like, what, what yeah, does exactly. it not? <laughs> yes. Based on something that happens to you, maybe it changes. That's the truth. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think we go through seasons and stages in life and I, I, I'm gung ho. Like, you know, like it definitely changes, but the common thread that goes through it is the service of others for me, whether, and, 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 and whether it's like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Am I just trying to build my own kingdom or am I trying to build, you know, for me, God's kingdom. Right. So, yeah. so, um, I thought part of my, well, I know part of my purpose is obviously serving others. So, so I was doing the nonprofit clean, bringing access to clean water. But then I started feeling like, well, I started having experiences of God and the Holy Spirit guiding me to, um, to be in film. And I'm like, look, I have enough on my plate, Lord. And it's like, right. if, he, if God calls you to it, if he gives you the vision, he's going to give you the provision. And for me, like one of the businesses I started back in the day in my, in my early twenties, I started a production company in Los Angeles, shooting videos for hip hop artists and so forth. So I was like, and I love that time. Um, so I kind of reached back to those, um, uh, those, those experiences and, and brought it to today. And, you know, I, I, I see that, you know, my purpose is each one of these things, you know, it's not just one thing. I think it's multiple layers. You know, at the end of the, at the end of my life, people are going to be like, Hey, he did water. He's going to be like, wow, he went through this and that and this and that. And he did this and did this and he screwed up here, but he came out of that. You know, right. there's, there's so much in there. So yeah, I think the purpose I think, is. The I think your purpose is, is, and I think this is true uh, for everybody. If you find yourself changing your purpose, it's too low. In other words, your purpose, if I were to say, I would come pretty close to, to defining what your purpose is. I'm cheating because I know you. But if you look at your businesses, I mean, you have a staffing company that serves people. You had a nonprofit that helped people. You, you uh, produced, wrote and produced a movie, an award-winning movie that brought people together, particularly the family that, that it was about. I mean, that you can, you know, you're not just a movie producer. You're not just a nonprofit visionary and you're not just the founder of a staffing company. You, you are a, a helper of people. That, that seems to be your purpose. And I would encourage anybody listening, if you struggle with changing your purpose or, um, you know, going in different directions a lot, your purpose isn't high enough. You're not, you're not operating at the highest possible level that you need to operate at. You, I mean, that, that's true. For me, I'm, I'm, I'm in the investment management business now. Um, I ran a staffing company. I had a, a consulting company. I believe my purpose is to help people, whether it's an entrepreneur, 
or uh, an investor. So I use the skills that I have inside me that I've learned to follow that passion or that purpose of helping people. You know, I don't want to be a police officer. I don't want to be a fireman. This is the skills that I have. And I believe that's what my purpose is, is to use those skills to help other people. In my case, it happens to be through business. Absolutely. Okay. So I think, I think purpose is critical. What do you think your purpose is, Tom? What If you look at your experience now, where, where do you get your purpose from and what do you think it is? Or do you, have you found it yet? Have you even found it? You know, it's, it's, it's evolved, especially now that this pandemic, I, I'm just getting a clearer vision of like, I've had, you know, aspirations and ideas like, you know, I, my purpose when I got into doing uh, digital marketing, just really creating a marketing agency is to help businesses. Cause I've seen other businesses getting taken advantage of and not getting really good guidance and marketing. And like, you know, and I'm like, I, I want, it sounds so easy. It's like, do it right. But like, I want to do it right. Cause some people will go into business for the purpose of just making money and just all about the transaction. Right. And it's like, yeah, they might kind of not take advantage of a client that doesn't really understand, you know, SEO or, or certain types of marketing aspects. But like, I want to do it right. Because if you, if you have the pure um, focus to do it right for the clients to make sure they're happy and it's, you no, know, my, my mantra is like, give, 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 you know, you'll get when, when, when it's ready, but just keep giving. Um, and even now like we're doing a lot of free services to just help as many one business at a, at a time who's just trying to survive, you know, right now during the pandemic. But like, as I see more, like, I'm like, how can we help even more businesses? And like, well, now we're actually adding additional services. We're pivoting, which we're actually, we're, trans, we're, we're transforming into additional things that really amplify our purpose is like helping as many businesses as possible. And that's a, that's a common phrase. Everyone says like, what does that mean? And like, I'm listening to all three of us, right? It's like, Oh, we we're all about helping the people, helping the people and people listening to us is probably like, look at these guys. Like, like, like F that, like, I mean, really make money and all this stuff. Like, what are we helping people? Like I'm run, trying to run a business. Or I'm struggling to run a business. I'm listening to these three guys. Like, what are you, like, so I want to ask all the you two as well. Like, how do we give that context to someone who's listening to us and saying like, these guys just want to help people. Like what about the other aspects of like entrepreneurship and, and like all these other things, like helping people just sounds so like fluffy. So how yeah, well, can you dive a little deeper to kind of explain to like, well, it, it, I feel, I feel like it all comes around. Like when I, yeah, when I first started, I had the aspirations of, you know, be my own boss, do my own thing, make the money, control, the, control, take control eventually as you, the businesses, I feel like they do very well and successful. They're just authentic. They do it for the pure reasons of solving a problem. And if you're good at what you do and, and people see that you're good at what you do, you become an authority and expert. Um, then the money comes after it, it comes naturally organically. Yeah. Um, so that's why if you find your purpose, it just all falls in. But if you're trying to just do like, I'm trying to sell this widget or sell this something that's not really pure to me, then it's, you can, you can tell there's not the right purpose and people will sense that. Um, that's my yeah, take you, on it, but I'd love to hear becomes, what you For me, it w exactly what you described, it becomes short term. Of course, of course you can go out and make a ton of money. I'm going to kill this. I'm going to make money. And, and you are, you're going to, two things, um, both of them will probably happen. Um, definitely one of them will, depending. You're either going to be, the sh money is going to be short term and or you're going to feel completely unfulfilled over a certain period of time. You, when you look at somebody like a Jeff Bezos, he's not sitting there 
every day saying, I want to make another billion dollars. No, you know, if you notice, they come out saying he's going to be the first trillionaire. You don't see any quotes from him on how cool that's going to be. It's from everybody else. And he's purpose driven. He wanted Amazon to be a successful company as an output. He didn't want Amazon to be successful. And that was the only goal. That was not just his purpose. I mean, and he pivoted too. He used to, his biggest uh, competitor was Barnes and Nobles. He was selling books and then realized maybe his, I'm speaking for him, but maybe his purpose was higher and he took that same technology and used it to grow to other types of products. But I'm sure he didn't sit down and say, I'm going to be a trillionaire someday and, the, and Amazon is how I'm going to do it. He has a higher purpose. So it's, of course it's okay to, you know, be a badass and I'm going to go, you know, wreck revenue this year and I'm going to make a ton of money. Over time, you're going to feel unfulfilled. You know, pick your favorite uh, candy bar, right? Mine are Reese's peanut butter cups. If I have, if I buy a Reese's peanut butter cup every single day, I don't know, the first 20 days, it's going to be cool. After that, yeah, you're probably not going to buy them anymore because it becomes unfulfilling. So your purpose has to be higher, I think, than that. I mean, I don't know what you think about that, William. You know, yeah. I mean, I think the purpose of, of don't get me wrong, I love to make money. You know, I, <laughs> me too. And, 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 but what I realized was my identity was attached to the money. And when the money wasn't there, I felt insecure. I felt right. depressed. And, and when, I, when I was like, nope, I, I, I'm set you, money, I'm going to use you instead of you using me. Right. So I, I changed my perspective on, on what my goals were. And of course, like, you know, there's bottom lines. I want to see that bottom line. Like, I tell the team, like, hey, I love you guys, but like, I'm not here to like, you know, uh, you know, uh, keep patting people on the back, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Like, go grind it out. You know, like, yeah, exactly. I'll crack the whip. I'll crack the whip. Um, and it's not all fun and games. Like now, you know, now we're talking a, about purpose and my purpose is about, you know, serving others. But when it comes down to it, yeah, you know, I have bills to pay and mouths to feed and, um, you know, I have goals that, that I want to reach in life and, and, um, you know, it's not just serving others too. I, I, I want to enjoy my life as well. So sure. yeah, I have goals for sure. So, um, I, but, 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 but my goal, my goals change throughout the years for sure. You know, like, like, yeah, my goals definitely change throughout the years. Um, um, when, when I started finding, getting close to what my purpose was, and that was, you know, what, like, Hey, I didn't have a good month this month. It's Okay you know what, wake up earlier, you know, uh, um, um, not work harder, but work, work smarter. And, and, um, I just found, find that, um, you know, uh, uh, uh the grind was def was, was not going to dictate how I felt. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you've heard this before. You're not your story, right? You're, not my you're, story. And I, I told this to come uh, a few months ago, what happens in your business is a part of you, but it doesn't define you. It's not your identity. It, right. It's it's an entity that operates with a bunch of other people and has values and has a purpose, but it's not your identity. You are part of it. You are not just it. And, and that's important. Not so much when things are going good, but when things are failing, it's, it's important to be able to separate from that and say, this, 
my company serves my purpose. It is not my purpose. It's, right. It serves my purpose. Same thing with money. I want to make money because it serves me. Money is not my purpose. I'm not in it for money. I'm in it for something else. Money is, a, as Com said, is an offset to that. A great benefit. No, for sure. You know, we're not all here to be, we're not all charities, right? We're all here to be <laughs> successful, however we define it. But at the same yeah. time, I argue that we can be much more successful if we're serving our own higher personal purpose. And I believe, I believe our employees and our partners are more fulfilled as well when the founder is, is purpose driven as opposed to something else driven. That's correct. Yeah. You know? well, well, I want to ask you, you mentioned grit, right? And I, I, I talk about this in my team. I, I say, I use discipline a lot. You know, it's a, sure. it's a word that's broad, but not easy, right? Commitment, grit. So when, when things are tough and things are down, things are just falling apart. Cause like, I think I want to get some, give some takeaways to folks listening in who, who are going through this right now, you know, and they just felt like they're hitting bottom. Elaborate on the grit or what, what gets, what pulls you through? Oh, great question. There's some great question. I don't, there's sometimes I don't even want to get out of bed. <laughs> because I, don't, I don't have the bandwidth to, to, to process the problem that just fell upon my lap. I'm like, Oh my goodness. So what I would do is obviously make sure you're surrounded by people that are going to speak life into you. Make sure you don't have that negativity just in your ear, you know, that mosquito disease, you know, like you got to cut that. Out. Even if it's loved ones, family, you know, and close friends. So protect your, 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 um, your environment. Number one, uh, number two, be careful, uh, what you're listening to and watching on television. You know, I, I think that's critical uh, because if you watch the news, you're going to get negativity. So you're the, you curate what goes inside this mind of yours through your eyes and your ears and so Absolutely. forth. Um, so I think it's critical that we're aware of what we're spending our time with and who we're spending our time with. Um, also, um, you know, when you get stuck, you know, I like doing yoga and, and just, you know, meditating and shutting off the world. So, you know, uh, because I feel like answers come when you meditate and you quiet down, uh, everything Absolutely. around, not yep. focus on the problems, you know, um, and really shut, shut off. Like, you know, so if you got to give yourself a day or two to, 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 to take time off just to, to disconnect, I say disconnect. This is what I did. I just went out and I bought, I actually have it here. I went and bought a, a little old school flip phone. No way. I have, right, I have a new, the new iPhone, but I was realizing that, wait a minute, this iPhone is dictating sometimes my attention, a lot of my attention, my, uh, my time, my creativity, my emotions. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I had to shut it off. So I was like, I went and I said, I'm gonna go find me a, a flip phone. And I found myself a flip phone. And I said, okay, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, they're going to have to call me. Because, you know, I'm shutting off those notifications because make sure you shut off those notifications. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't wake up to your cell phone buzzing. You know what? Wake up. Yep. Wake up to, you know, the sunlight or coffee waking you up. So, so for me, there's a lot of tricks. Like, leave your phone outside the room. Do not bring your cell phone inside your room, you know, as well. So those are some... No, when you say outside the room, are you talking about like while you're working or just like when you're turning off like at the end of the day? 
Great question. Well, do you, you even turn it off? Right, you're, you're an entrepreneur. Do you even turn off? I, I shut it off at the uh, uh, shut it off before you go to bed. Don't even bring it in the room. Um, when you're working, well, there's that deep state of work, right? You know, the Pomodoro state where you where where you work that however long, 25, 40 minutes, where you put that phone outside the room. Yeah, put it outside. Or shut it off. You can focus yeah. because you know when you're when you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, you your teams and be like, hey, what about this? What about that? What about that? protecting your time and space. So I think that's critical. Yeah. You know, that's, I do a couple of those things. I put my phone on do not disturb and it used to be at midnight and now it gets, it actually gets earlier. And then I think it goes off, goes on at 10 o'clock and unless it's my kids um, or some kind of emergency, I don't even, I don't. And then the other thing I do is I, I was spending a lot of time reacting to other people's emails and texts. I do emails in the morning and emails in the afternoon, unless it's something, you know, like, Hey, like I asked Kelly, Hey, I, can you send me this? Um, and she's like, Oh, it's in your inbox. See, see Kelly, I wasn't even looking at my email. So I don't, I do it in blocks of time because really what it comes down to for me is that you have to give yourself permission to be emotional and to be vulnerable and to be okay with what's, I just, literally just had this conversation with my partner this morning. He's like, I'm serving, servicing the Middle East and the Asia and I'm up at four o'clock in the morning and I don't know when I can work with you because you're not exactly working at the same times. I am I'm like, it, we'll, we'll figure it out. It doesn't matter. If you're, if you're working at four o'clock, you should be quitting at noontime. My point is, it doesn't matter. We can, we're all adults and we can figure it out. Don't let the constraints of, you know, as William said, the mosquito in your ear dictate what are you going to do? If you wake up in a shitty mood and you don't want to work for a couple hours, and I know this is different for employees and, and people that own the business, but then do something else. Give yourself permission to be okay with that. Because let's be honest, if you wake up and you don't feel like working, but you force yourself to work, your product is going to be shitty anyways. So, so why even do it? You know, I, I always use this example when I started going to the gym in the middle of the day. It completely resets my brain. I come back, I'm more productive. I'm in a better mood. I actually work longer. I'm more creative. That's just a small change that when I was younger, I never would have thought to do that. And like I said, to some degree, if you're an employee at a company, you can't, but you can walk around the building twice. You can go out and get fresh air. You can get up and walk down the hall, change your environment, change the sounds around your head, listen to something else to kind of give yourself permission to not be locked into that you know, oh, I got to work 20 hours today. Yeah, you know what? I guarantee you the first hour you work is way more productive than the 19th hour. So why work 19 hours? Well, come on. We're all human, right? Doesn't make sense. Yeah, absolutely. i like to hear what I, Kelly has to say. Yeah, we should hear what she has to say. I asked her, actually, I asked her the other day because like, you know, Kelly's been doing our podcast this season two, William, right? So yeah. she's you know, we're all entrepreneurs and CEOs. And I'm like, what is it like listening to like the crazy mindsets of all of us, you know, and I'll let her speak to that. <laughs> it's pretty fascinating. <laughs> I will say that. I mean, never a dull moment. The funny thing is actually before I joined InThink, I was setting off to potentially start a business myself and spent nine plus months backpacking around Europe and Southeast Asia to really find out that entrepreneurship is not easy. <laughs> so I am like, I basically, when I interviewed with Com was talking about that and the struggle of that and 
really realizing that I need to get a little bit more, I guess, knowledge and experience in like a smaller startup company and learning more about the management and actual oversight of it all before I take off on my own. So it's really, really cool to be sitting in a, a I guess, chair or situation where I'm able to get access to that on a daily basis and like very, very different mindsets. So it's been awesome. Cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody can be entrepreneurial. We said this, I think in episode one to be, it, you don't have to be an entrepreneur and run or own or start your own business to be entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. You have the skill sets. And, and I hope that in this podcast, people, you know, Kelly's a good example that you can take away stuff that we experience or go through or have developed or whatever. I mean, that's kind of our job as entrepreneurs is to splash that on to, to, to folks like you so you can take something away from it. That's the whole point of this podcast is to serve the audience, as William said, and take something away from it. You don't have to run a company. You, you can say, shit, Sean said I can go walk around for two hours in the middle of my work day. I'm going to go do that. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> But well, no, I definitely count myself lucky. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, what I also, I was going to say, um, first off, uh, uh, thanks for sharing, Kelly. I, I appreciate that. Um, being an entrepreneur, I, what I find, I almost like, sometimes I want to choke myself because I'm like, hey, I can start a business there. I can do a business here. I'm like, stop. Just stop. Oh, you don't yeah. have to start a business yeah. for everything. You know? That's the problem, William. We have that problem. Every time we see something, we want to solve it by starting a business and fixing it. Yeah, Dad, don't even get me going. Don't do that. You know? Yeah, yeah you exactly. Know? Invest in a company that's already doing that, you know? Save yeah, yourself part exactly. of the stress. <laughs> well, listen, William, I want to personally thank you for for being, being a, 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 a part of this experience and, and certainly being vulnerable and open and, and honest and, and really being a, a great guest and a great addition. You know, we always close each episode by saying, you know, we believe everybody should be open. How can people get a hold of you if they want to talk about, I mean, trust me from everybody that's listening to the audience, William is a great counselor. He's talked me off the ledge a few times. So he's pretty kick-ass when it comes to helping. So how can we get a hold of you and, and, and you know, give us some information so we can get a hold of you sometime. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn under William Mendoza. Um, you can email me, William at VanguardExecutives.com. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at William Mendoza underscore 415. And you know, we always want to give uh, you know a shout out to you. So what are you working on? What's next on your, your plate? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> more stuff. Um, well, we uh, well just purchased a, a, a retreat center in Central America, and we're putting together a retreat center called the Rest, and it's and it's a Christian-based retreat center. Um, and the R is for refresh, E is for encounter, so you encounter guard. S is for serve, so you can go serve in the community, and T is to testify His word. And it's a it's a retreat center um, overlooking the ocean, an amazing view. It's like heaven on earth. And we're going to be inviting people from, you know, globally to come and just to get away and disconnect. Um, so working on that right now and, um, and also kind of working on uh, another film too. So, um, on my spare time. Awesome. Yeah. And awesome. If, if you run into, uh, you know, an aspiring entrepreneur, a leader, a manager, what's one word of advice you can give them? This is, 
do yourself a favor and go, uh, first off, listen up, vulnerable entrepreneur. <laughs> go put that podcast on. Um, because, and I'm just going to give you a shout out too, because when I listen to the podcast, it's like a safe place where I can hear people have failures because sometimes they want, you know, entrepreneurs are supposed to know it all, but this is a great safe place, um, to, to learn and to share your, uh, your kind of your experience. Um, one thing I take away and, and probably give somebody is give yourself a break, relax, you know, be easy on yourself. I'd say, um, you know, what? um, don't be too hard on yourself, but if you get back up, uh, from failing, because uh, failure is going to happen. Well, failure, it's going to happen. You know, it's all how you deal with it and your perspective. Right. There's no such thing as a problem. Those are opportunities just disguised as problems. And, um, you know, make sure you have the right mindset and you're surrounded by the right group of people, I say. Those are a few things right there. Yeah. Excellent. William Mendoza, oh. a dear friend of mine, Chief yeah. Executive Officer of Vanguard Executives. Thanks, my man. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you all. Appreciate you all. Kelly, Talk Cam. All right. Until next time, guys, this is Badass. Looking forward to you uh, listening in and share us, you know, any questions that you might have. Uh, and you can see all the ways to contact us here at the end. So this is not so much just for our listeners. It's with our listeners. We're doing this with them, not just for them. We're all together in this big, massive, disconnected group called Entrepreneurs. Find us on Facebook and LinkedIn at The Vulnerable Entrepreneurs. Twitter and Instagram at The VE Podcast. The VE Vulnerable Entrepreneur Podcast. And join the conversation by visiting us on our website, thevepodcast.com and email us at hello at thevepodcast.com. Thanks everybody for joining us today. That wraps it up. We understand that every minute of your day is valuable and we appreciate you spending time with us today. 